Let's put our hands together for Brody. Got a lot of stuff up here. Good morning, guys. Uh, for those of you who do not know me and have not got a chance to meet you, my name is Brody. Uh, I am from Colorado, so at this point, it is probably 30 degrees at home. It snowed a foot before uh, Halloween, and so uh, fall looks just a little different here for me. Um, some other things you might want, need to know about me is I, I grew up in the church, and I went to public school. Um, not necessarily the most uh, important things about who I am, but important for kind of where we're going today in um, our message. And so uh, today I've been tasked with what it looks like to wrap up a series that we've been following in the past two months of asking for a friend, talking about the things that we want to talk about as a youth group, as, as, as Christians, what does it look like to be a good friend? What does it look like to look for friends? And what does it mean for me to be a good friend? We've looked at how, as Christians, we're good to go about forgiveness and how we're to go about um, seeking the Lord in in being alone and not labeling it as loneliness and filling that need for friends, uh, but seeking the Lord in our loneliness. We've looked at what it means to confess as Christians and uh, go deeper with one another. And before I jump into what we're talking about today, I, I, I want to impress again the need to talk about what it looks like to be a good friend, a, a, a Christian who goes about uh, on, on others' behalf to uh, really get to know one another. And so I invite you into a little conversation um, for those of us who call ourselves Christians, uh, professing the, that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and saying, lean in today as we talk about what it looks like to navigate um, Christian friendships when it comes to judging others, when it comes to being judged, because that is hard to navigate. And like, what do I do um, in situations where it's so easy to think that I could be better than someone else? Um, and ultimately, um, put someone else down to bring myself up. And so uh, in our little conversation today, that is where we're heading and what it looks like to um, navigate the hard conversation of judge, being judged by others. And so can I get some people to pass out Bibles so that we can get to our text today? We'll be in James 3, uh, out of the little passage about what it looks like to seek wisdom. And before we get to that, I want to bring up a, a, a verse before you. It's Proverbs 10, 11. It says, out of the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. And, and I want to paint this little picture for you that will, I'll string through this entire message. And, and it says, out of the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. And we, if we picture over here, we have this fountain of, of, of righteousness, and it produces life. Think about a freshwater fountain, and it spews out, and it brings life to all that's around it. And then over here, it says, the wicked uh, the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Within it, it brings about death. And think about a, a well that springs out salt water, and everything around it is killed. And this is the, this is the illusion that I want, or this is the imagery I want us to use when it comes to wisdom, and it is this gift of life, and when we judge others, it is actually bringing about death. And so when we flip to James 3, we see in chapter 13, flip, uh, as we read together, we'll be reading from 13 to 17. And it reads this, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. 
We see in the first couple verses it defines this, this uh, wickedness and this well of bringing about death and, and what knowledge from the earthly knowledge looks like. And then in verse 17, we see spiritual wisdom, wisdom from above being defined as, it says but, in verse 17, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And I want you to keep these, these, these contrasting ideas in mind as I walk through some examples from my own life where I believe that we fall short in judging one another. And the first is this classic idea of judging one another just straight in front of their face. Uh, this classic idea of what it looks like to say, oh, you have messed up, you have done wrong, and um, you're kind of an idiot for it. I would never do such thing. And I think of a little instance over the summer with my brother of when we were putting together a surprise birthday party for my mom. And like we, we were like, my sister took her out and did her nails and I don't know, whatever they did, girl things. And my brother and I were setting up the party and together we worked hard all day and he dropped the ball. He just forgot to pick up the balloons. And like, this is such a minor thing. But like, I remember like talking to him. I was like, you're an idiot. Like, why would you ever forget to do that? Like, that's something I would never do. And he already knew he was in the wrong and I want this to be a picture of how we judge one another because the person who's on the other side, like uh, with their sin, with the situation, it already knows they're in the wrong. But when we say, you're an idiot, I would never do that, it actually puts them down and we actually build ourselves up with this type of situation. And maybe for you, it's not this the fact that like your brother forgot to pick up the balloons at the store. But maybe it's the fact uh, that, like, someone comes, well, a friend comes to you and confesses, like, hey, I've actually, uh, I, I was, I, I did something with my girlfriend that I probably shouldn't have done. And then you're over the, on this side of the conversation, like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, why would you ever do that? They already know they're in the wrong, but you, by you calling, by you saying that to them, it actually makes them feel judged. Or maybe it's not that, but maybe it's the fact that a friend um, is, is continuously lying to you, and, and you call them out on it. But they're like, bro, like, wh- like, everyone does it, so it's fine. And they start to justify themselves. And that is where we get into a little bit of a pit. The second type of judgment is judging in a way that makes light of someone's sin. And I think of a situation in high school when uh, my, when my best friend came up to me and he was like, Brody, like, I think, I, 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 I feel convicted. I need to delete Instagram. And I was like, why, why, why do you need to delete Instagram? He's like, well, actually, it's because um, I've been really struggling with lust, and, I've, and I need to delete it so that I can walk in purity with the Lord. And I remember in that instance, I looked at him, and I was like, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, you're so weak. And I told him, like, why would you ever need to do that? Like, that's, like, everyone has Instagram. Like, it's fine. And I think there's situations that are brought up to us in friendship, and it looks like, oh, I need to, to, to say something to justify, oh, I don't need that. I don't need to, I'm actually better than you because I don't have to delete Instagram. But maybe that's not the situation for you, but maybe it's the fact like a friend comes to you, he's like, or like comes to you and is like, hey, uh, I, I feel like I, I should stop vaping. And you're like, why would you, like, that, everyone does it. Like, that's not that big of a problem. And, and in the moment, they feel convicted, but by you saying that, it's an act of ju- being judged. Maybe it's not the act of vaping, but maybe it's like, cussing or, or gossip. Whatever it is, put yourself in that situation, and when we make, take light of someone's sin, we can actually judge them in the, in the instance of them needing a friend. And lastly is this, is as one I think we can all relate, and it's this instance of judging from afar. It's saying, oh, they're different, they're, they're sinning, so I'm not on their level. And maybe it's in your head, or maybe it's just with you or the person sitting right next to you. And it has this language of uh, do you see what they did last night? Did you see what they did? 
I, I would never do that. And it, at least, or it's maybe a situation of at least I don't do what they do. And I think of an instance where uh, my junior year of high school, my, my friends started to go to parties and they started to drink and I would just go and hang out with them. And I was, I felt conflicted at, at, with the whole situation. And I remember at one point I was self-justifying by, by me thinking, I'm so much better than all my friends because I don't drink, but they do. And, and I was putting myself at a different level than them. I was saying, you do that and I do not do, I do not take part in what you're doing, so I'm actually better. And this self of, this act of um, judging them from afar actually created a, a, a cold heart within, my, within me that put me at a distance from my friends. But maybe it's not the, the fact that it's a situation of they do and I don't do, but maybe it's not, it's, it's a sense of they just do it a little bit worse than I do. Maybe it's not the sense of I'm not like I'm staying pure for marriage and I'm not, I don't want to pursue um, my girlfriend in a, in a way that breaks sexual purity. But maybe it's maybe you are at home watching porn by yourself. And that is the sense of at least I don't sleep with my girlfriend. I'm just over here. And it's putting yourself at a gap that really demotes them and puts you at, at, up above them. And this is the core of what judging someone looks like. At the core, it's saying, I am better than you because I don't do what you do. I'm, and, and it's an act of putting someone down to build yourself up. If we put back up James 3, we can see in verse 14 through 16, it says, But if you show his works in the meekness, or if, but if you have bitterness, bitter jealousy, and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where, the, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. This idea of judging is motivated by a self-justification, saying that I am better because I do better things than someone else. And we see here in verse 16, it says, there's this jealous self-ambition that brings vile practice. And this vile practice is, can be turned into, vile means evil or wicked. And if we go back to the analogy of the well or in the spring, the, 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 the pursuit of judging someone so that you can be better will actually bring about death because that is putting someone at a distance from you and saying, I'm better than you. And then at the other side of it, we see in verse 17, the, the definition of what wisdom is. It says, wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. This is, the, this is simply defined what wisdom looks like, but what are we supposed to do when we, when we actually act in wisdom? And I want to take us back to the instances that I mentioned before. The, the first instance when, when I was uh, judging my brother for the fact that he was not living up to the standard that I had for him. It came out of a place of not understanding who he was and not being able to um, be giving him grace for the mistake that he made. It comes out of a place of not understanding that we are sinful too, that I make mistakes as well as he does. And so there's a lack of empathy. And if we see in verse 17, we see there's a lack of gentleness. There's a lack of purity within that. And the second situation of of my, me judging my friend for, not take, for taking his sin lightly, I was not willing to understand what he was going through in the moment and realizing that I am too in the wrong for when it comes to my sin, but our sin just looks different. 
And lastly, when we judge in our heads someone from afar, um, this gets at the core of, of what judgment is because um, it's putting, again, like putting someone at a distance and putting myself up. So therefore, it is a lack of gentleness in regards to other people's sin. And so, as I look to defining more of what this, motivate, what this spiritual wisdom is, it's motivated by the love of Christ um, and, the, and the brotherly love and building one another up. In its nature, it's life-giving and it's encouraging and it's redemptive. That's why I wanted to use this, the mouth of the righteous brings up life and it brings up um, this, this righteousness that produces life because it, in nature, speaking the love and truth to someone will bring life and encouragement to those around you. As a Christian, what this looks like practically in our, in our friendships is, if, imagine if I were to put this, this well into a garden, and I just let it overflow, and I came back a month later, there would probably be abundance of fruit and flowers, a flourishing. And that's what the image of, of a righteous person, a righteous heart, when it's overflowing with life, it brings life to those around us. And that's the exact same thing with our friendships. If we look and we want to bring life to those around us, it looks like walking in the spirit, walking in gentleness. It looks like walking in purity. It is, it is reasonable, and it, it's, it produces fruit, and it is genuine. But when we, when we, ha- when we judge people and we have this heart of, of wickedness, imagine if I put that same saltwater well into a garden it would destroy everything within it if I came back a month later. And that's how ultimately we can view, like when we judge others, it brings death around us. So as Christians, we are to, bring, we are to be renewed by Christ and we are to accept his righteousness to then bring life to those around us. A man of God, a woman of God, ultimately the Christian is the one with, with the spirit of God and who loves Christ. And we are empowered to live a life that is marked by what, what we see in verse 17. It's the gentleness of Christ. It's the, it's the purity of Christ. And it is the peace that he brings. And so when we receive Christ, we're actually able to bring that to those around us. See, I believe that the reason why we're not given a bunch of do's and don'ts within this passage for what it looks like to walk in wisdom and bring life is, is not because it's with it, every situation. With, it's not a rule book on how every situation is to form out, is to play out. But if I were to look at each one of the situations where you've dealt with something, where you've either felt judged or you've given judgment to someone else, odds are that we could look at the situation and say, "Well, were you were you loving? Were you peace? Were were you peaceful in that? Were you gentle to the other person? Were you compassionate? Were you sincere?" And then the odds are, and the odds are, when we're judging, it's not. And so I believe that as we walk with the Lord and walk in who Jesus has called us to be, we're able to live out these things and walk in wisdom. And lastly, um, I want to look at the, uh, uh, it's another passage within James. It's James 1, 5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. I think we can see that at the end of the day, if we get caught and we're thinking, well, how am I supposed to go about um, pursuing the Lord and, and looking for wisdom? How am I to go about um, seeking this wisdom? I don't know how to get it. Well, that's the, that's the point. How are we to speak life to others when we don't know where the, who speaks life? 
How are we to give life when we don't know the one who gives life? How am I to speak in the wisdom and walk in wisdom if I do not know the one who gives it? And then James tells us in this passage that if any of you lacks wisdom, just ask the Lord. But first, friends, we must know the Lord to ultimately receive the wisdom that he's called us to walk in. In, J- in Proverbs 2, 6, he says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. First, we must know Jesus to receive wisdom, to then give wisdom to those around us. In order to be the well that brings life to those around us. As friends, when we want to be a good friend, when we want to look at how am I to be a good friend, we first must look to Jesus and say, who is Jesus to those around us? Who is Jesus to when people messed up? How did Jesus love people? And I believe that when we start to look at who Jesus is in that and start to know him and start to understand what he says, then ultimately we are, we are able to be good friends. And so uh, as we close today, I want to encourage you, when, when we're in situations where we don't know what to happen or we don't know what to do, I believe that we should, one, seek one another in asking for advice, but also seek the Lord and looking to who, is, who am I to be in light of who Christ is. Would you bow your heads uh, as I close us in a time of prayer? Lord, I just thank you for each and every student here today. I thank you for uh, the ways that you've loved us in our sin. And Lord, I just pray that as, as Christians seeking to know truth, that we would be people who seek after you. Lord, I just want to create some space uh, to, for students to just share what's on their heart this morning. Lord, that maybe there was something that was brought up in, in a situation they feel, yeah, maybe I have judged someone in that regard. Or maybe, yeah, I've, I've thought about people in a way that um, isn't right. And so, Lord, I, I just pray that this time would be used as, as a, this time would be used to, for confession. So just take some time and, and pray with the Lord. Give, give him your heart this morning. Lord, we thank you for you knowing us, you hearing our, our prayers. Lord, we pray that, I pray that over these students, that they would know that you are the one who gives wisdom, and from you comes knowledge and understanding. And so, Lord, I pray that when we are in need, we would seek you. When we are in need of knowledge and, and understanding of what to do, we would seek you and come before you. Thank you for every student in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.